0: Look at where I'm coming from. I know I'm blessed and I close my
1: eyes and smile. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of On Air with Anthony. This week I am joined by the phenomenal Miss Kedian King who has written a story of success one that a lot of us share she also resonated so much of us because we've risen above the odds despite all the circumstances that exist so today she joins me to share her story and i would just like to take the opportunity to welcome her hi miss king how are you doing
0: hi i'm fine how are
1: you? It, I am. I'm blessed. It is so good to mm-hmm. speak to you. I have been reading and following your story <laughs> on the different platforms, and I am so happy that you took the opportunity to share with my listeners. Um, tell us something about you. Tell us um, something about you. Something you like. Just give me a brief synopsis of, of who Miss King is.
0: Well, my name is Qudian King. I am a twen- twenty-two year old graduate from the Faculty of Law at the University of yes, ma'am. The <laughs> West Indies Mauna <laughs> Campus. Um, tell you about who I am. It's usually a complex and, and complicated question, but I usually lead with what I say are my forefront qualities. Yes, ma'am. And if I am to define QD, and it would have been a very hard Working, smart, working, determined individual who has set certain goals for her life and will stop at nothing to achieve them.
1: That's and that's definitely somebody that you know you ought to be and i'm very very happy that because of those traits that you've set for yourself it has propelled you to where you are right now in life and once again i must extend my heartiest congratulations 100 percent, you deserve this thank you yes 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 so miss king um just take me back to what it was like living on what what people call it spades corner did i get that right spade corner yeah right, right. Spades without yes yeah. spade corner of maxfield so right take take me through the life of miss king from spades corner into the faculty of law
0: well i i left um twice and came back i would have been born on spade corner and i would have left when i was six years old so before six though um I can remember myself to being very vivacious. We did a lot of activities, whether it was just running on the dirt track, um, playing and pool, Chinese skip. We were very interactive with each other. The good old days. (laughs) Right. So much so that we almost, just almost, um, forgot that the community is plagued with violence but then i got a sharp reminder when i was six years old laying inside my sister's room and my mom would have been outside and she was washing with a friend and we heard a single gunshot and i heard it whistled and then moments later i would have heard my mom call for my sister saying lisa lisa to get shot at 6 i don't think i comprehend the magnitude of, of that yes i stood there and i and i felt as though if, Everything was moving too quickly for my brain to process what I was watching. I still have a very vivid picture of my mom holding her legs with blood running from it. Wow. And I would have stood in that corner and I would have made up my mind that whatever I took, I had to get out. And most importantly, I had to get my mom out. When... My mom got shot at six. I came to the realization that, that I now I had to put my shoulders to the wheel. See, imagine a one-grader with a burden on the shoulder, like I was carrying the weight of the world because I'm like, I need to do it now. I need to do it quickly and I need to hurry. So I tell myself that I wouldn't take any break. Uh, after my mom got shot, we moved to Marveley. Uh, for around two years where my nephew and I would have had to be leaving from Marvelly to Maxfield Park and from Maxfield Park back. no, if you know that distance is a good distance yes, on a 30-minute yes, yes. drive. And on some days when we really couldn't get any transportation to carry us from school and back, we would have to walk. Right, and uh, that that encompassed one of the reason why my mama moved back to Spade Corner. So here we were again, living in Spade Corner once more, and uh, the same turf war that I left happening was still still happening? happening. Wow, years later. And so we had moved to Spanish Town, right? So we had moved to Spanish Town and uh, we were living with some family members. And of course, you know how family discourse can go. That's it, yes. Really rough. I remember days in Spanish Town when I couldn't. I couldn't go to school because mum was unemployed and she would try to send me every day, but someday she couldn't because it was, she had my nephew going to Calabar, she had my other nephew going to Ozemarty and I was going to send to you. So that was a lot.
1: Three three prestigious institutions that require so much.
0: Right. Yes. Um, a lot of burden for her to carry and she was unemployed. She was basically just doing little here, little there, whatever she could get. So she was washing here, washing there, doing like a cleanup everywhere that she uh, got a chance to do it. And I remember days I couldn't go. And again, mom would have moved back um, home to Waltham. Now, when I returned after Spanish Town, I was somebody different. I want to speak to one of the facets that i've experienced that being childhood friends right i would return to see some of the friends that i grew with mothers i wouldn't i would return to see that some of the friends that i grew with no longer took an independent breath; they were dead I would have gone back so excited to go back home to think that I am now at my born ground and this is where I was raised and these are the people that I was surrounded by. But that wasn't the case anymore. They had grown, I had grown, we'd grown into different Directions
1: and not and wh- to break you, a lot of people feel that growing apart is a bad thing. It's okay to grow in two different directions because at some point in life you'll realize that your goal and my goal are two different things, we're destined for different things. And the fact that you had an and a mindset from the year from six years old that would have cultivated you into the person that okay, I've acknowledged this and you're ready to make a different stance,
0: right? So I, I I definitely agree with you, and I'm taking you back to the moment where I was I was depressed. I was sad because though I knew that if it is that you weren't traveling on the same path or similar path with a friend, it ultimately would mean the end of that friendship because there would have been no mutual understanding. Right, but at that time. At that time, I wanted my childhood friends. I wanted them... At that time, sorry, I wanted my childhood friends. I wanted them to love me and to accept me. And it's like they blamed me for being too smart. They blamed me for wanting other than what we grew up seeing. The
1: norm, yeah.
0: I, I felt like I was ostracized because i used too many big words and i s- tried to speak differently mind you i was really code switching because a lot of the time i would just start patois on them because there is no reason to converse anymore. in
1: english which, which is something um, i'm used to definitely yes
0: <laughs> so i, I was code switching but they still isolated me and it took me a while but it was it was words from my mother and i'll tell you that today she is the smartest person that i know wow. and mum would see me sad and like i want to go there and really each upside of them and say please be my friend because we've been friends for so long and she would say to me that You see how people perceive you, it's a direct reflection of them and nothing to do with you. You don't allow people to protect themselves on you. That's right. You never ever do that. And I think when she told me that it took a while to sink in, but when it did, I no longer cared that I wasn't accepted. I no longer cared that I wasn't a part of the group and the old norms. I no longer cared that I was going harder, faster, smarter than my peers. I owned it. And it was words from my mother that would have said to me that you aren't responsible for how anyone feels. That's you right. don't mean that your responsibility that is true. You yeah, you you never try to shrink yourself to make yourself smaller, just yes, so you can smaller fit yourself. in. Yes,
1: yes, right. Yes, that's right.
0: Just so you can fit in in a room of already small people. So she taught me how to stood my ground, how to square my shoulders, and be steadfast and resolute in whatever it is that I was going to pursue. Let me
1: tell and you. When mo- a mother's love and when a mother sees you know what is so what is what is so important is mothers know for some strange reason they know miss king when i said they know they know
0: i'm telling you it's almost like a 3d vision she was seeing things so plain so clear and i was just seeing the flat version but she saw years ahead in my life and she could have guided me to say that you don't make friends make you feel bad for being more friends are are not supposed to make you
1: feel that way if you're my friend you're not supposed to make me feel that way
0: right and so i am this would have propelled me and i would have worked hard at accentues i would have become integrated in everything drama club debate club key club sign language i would have done it all and I would have no regret. I would be spreading my wings. I would Being drama club, become the president of drama club, coming first in Kingston and St. Andrew for drama pieces that I I wrote as early as 14. I would have been one of the youngest president of the debating society. I would have chaired many clubs and I would have spread my wings in a way. Listen, I'm hearing my
1: life. I'm hearing my life. Coming through <laughs> your mouth because these are every this, these activities, the extracurricular right. is all, all of those things was, and you know what, too. I think we used those as somewhat of a distraction because we know right. once we got in, the situation and the communities would have been different,
0: right? So it's, so, so yeah, definitely. What? I completely agree. It was definitely a distraction and it was a good one yes i'm glad that i chose those avenues to be my distraction because i felt like if it is that i didn't have that distraction the community would have sucked me in and swallowed me if i had too much time on time on my hand to do this do that and become a part of the idleness that was consistently surrounding me then i would never have been able to elevate so these distractions i welcome because they foster a growth in me is that i'm seeing now that i'm prospering off now um
1: even at this stage do you um, well, let me not say at this stage, but at that point in your life, do you still felt as if you were taken to the gallows by the the persons around you back and forth? Did they make you feel as if even though you're doing all of this, it was still not enough? They, did they talk yeah. about you as if you pretended as if you were better than them? Because I know at some point this conversation would have begun to, to take its course.
0: And those were the exact words, you know. Like, well, I like you better than we. And you go on, like, say, oh, to your smarter, you probably go to look at traditional high school, you go on, like, yeah, this. And I'm telling you, Anthony, there was nothing that I could do to fit in. And years later is when I realized that. You see, when people write you off, you don't ever go there and try to rub out and rewrite what them write you off. That's true. You continue on your part and write your yes, own yes, book. Yes, yes, yes,
1: that's true. Because...
0: It has been a case where they write me off and it wouldn't matter what I do. It wouldn't matter how much time I'd sneak out and steal because I want to say I can steal or how many conversations I would be a part of that I really didn't want to be a part of or how I would dumb myself down in the initial stages so that I could fit in. I would never fit in. And it wasn't until I made peace with that, that I was able to really step into my greatness. And that is what I'd employ your listeners to do. At some point in time, you let it go. I'm telling you, childhood friends who we were born days apart, who we were born months apart. We grew together, spent every day together primary school. There wasn't a time that we weren't over the other person's house and i had to let it go because at what point do you accept that i've grown into somebody and this person has grown into somebody and the kind of people that we know are aren't friends you're not going to have your childhood mentality forever, they're not going to have true. their childhood At some mentality point along the forever. way you have to,
1: and that's why I'm, I say it's important who you have around you, especially in your growth stage, determines how you you end up because if you keep people around you that are very non uh, nonchalant and they're not going anywhere unprogressive, your result might right. end up be the very said same
0: right. So I would have been blooming at Centues. I would have done um, eight CSEC at centues, gotten all of them, and know I wanted to matriculate into doing law.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I know that sent didn't offer law. That's one. Uh, and stats was uh, very close to me. But, you know, people would, like, try to stigmatize a certain school for being bad or yes. not being traditional. But I'm telling you, to date, Going to start sixth form was one of the
1: best, decision. best
0: decisions that I've yes, ever made. The doors that I'm walking through now were open at that sixth form. That is how Miss um, Crawford knew, knew me from that sixth Farm to this day. Yes, yes, and when I. When I was going to start Sixth Form, I met some of the most intelligent people I know. From Jevon to Sadie to Tatiana, I met some profound individuals. And they would have have become my tribe, which to date, they are still my tribe. As they should be. Right. And we would have been nudging each other forward. When I was at Stats, I also met a teacher um, by the name of Katie Brayham. Braham. We, I had her sociology and history class like five days a week, so we saw each other every day. And we develop a good relationship, a bond. Like, no, we are really, really, really close. Um, but it started from there. And through that medium, through Kadian, Georgia Crawford would have been introduced to me. Now going through stats, um, one of my thing, one of the main thing was that I had to lift the school and lift the school spirit because I believe in making my mark. So I was still very much integrated in the Key Club. Stats didn't have a debate society. I went and I started that. I went and I started Lear Club. Stats Lear Club is one of three Lear Clubs in Kingston and St. Andrew in Jamaica. You only have Stats Excelsior and Campion. And when I went to Stats Lear Club as zero members, I was the first member. Wow. I left there with almost 50 members.
1: You better do your thing. Yes, ma'am.
0: So so I would have conducted and. Number of things would I be visiting children home, a bottle drive, um, just selling, fundraising, give, um, prize giving. I spread my wings at starts, It gave me the room, it gave me joy. I felt at home there and I truly felt at peace. Uh, but at starts is where I would have encountered my next life changing moment the moment that made Z Star article. Right. I would have I would have come home one day um in upper six. Uh the usual I'm I'm very prepped for school. I love school. I'd go seven days a week if I could. Okay, okay okay
1: and, I, I may not, uh, well may not telling no a lie. still <laughs> the seven day a week something. Um, selective people would be you know that's a passion <laughs> right there, but I am still right. happy for you. <laughs>
0: I, I really do love school. Yeah. So I, I, I came home and I was preparing to go the next day because I'm already excited. And I was laying on my bed with my niece. We were sleeping on one bed and it was the same room, but there was a partition. Mm-hmm. So my nephew was on his bed. And i heard a shot we we had some aki trees in the back well, we still have had them aki trees in the back right and the shot would have whistled shing, right through the aki trees and all i felt in my sleep was a gush of wind over me and i heard the gun gunshot Pierce my dresser glass and i hear every glass shattered wow. out of fright i jumped off my bed and i dragged my knees with me i'm just dragging by her arms and i would figure by this time my nephew would have been flat on the floor too
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it was a terrifying traumatic kind of i can incident. just imagine and i what what really stood out to me what i rarely ever talk about from that incident is that my mom wasn't home mm. my mom was not home the night but the final destination of the gunshot would have been where my mom would have been laying her head had she been
1: home but god who could we say But god like you know you, you <laughs> look back now and you talk about it but you still have to look and you have to say wow Who could it really be but God? Because I'm sure if that had happened, your circumstances would have really been dampened by that. Your spirit, your mood would have really been affected. But God did what he had to do.
0: Yeah, and I thought about it and I thought about it. And that would have been where my mom would have been laying her head the night. And I'm thinking, I am happy now. But is that, at that point, a new phone drive that I had to get out, it was like no other. I was propelled. I, I was, felt like my soul was being set on fire because I had to do it. I had to do it. There was no way that I couldn't do it. So, of course, I applied I applied for the the faculty of law, not knowing where I was going to find the first dollar. Right. But I applied. I applied in faith. And I can remember um, two weeks in, I hadn't started school. I would have said then, all right, okay, what am I going to do now? And one day, the Monday of the third week, mom would wait me and she'd say, you know, you have a praying mother. Why well, you don't just go to school? God school is school. It's smart enough. You will find out some information that you wouldn't get by just laying here in bed. And to kind of wake me from my slumber. Mm-hmm. And I got dressed and I went. And at that point, I would have been walking through the doors of the Faculty of Law without a single cent paid. I had no timetable, no nothing. But I was researching and I was seeing what lectures would I attend as a first year, what I need to know. And I would have been attending lectures blindly. Wow. And I sat at the back of lectures and I wrote um, what was being said and what needs to be studied. And up until the last moment um, of exam, I had not paid anything except by miscellaneous fee and i was not at my wit's end because i was trying to get through to la um, get LLB. um student sue. loan yeah student loan sorry but student loan would have only been giving me 800 where was i going to find 400 when my mother asked me the school fee you know and she said to me that ah, this thing that you want to do this last thing how much is it and I said, Mom, it's 1.2 million. Remember, I said, them breed money that we can't even pronounce at that time. Yeah, she wasn't working, and I would have, I would have wrote to the Dean of Discipline at the time and telling my story. I said, I'm from Maxfield and there's not a lot of people like me. Who make it out. And yeah, and I'm here and I'm pushing to make it out because mum will tell me all the time that just like water, you need to find a way. So this was me finding my way and I was begging him assistance and he would just see me one day on campus and he would remember me. He would say you are the girl that wrote to me and he sent me to someone specific in the office and from there You know when them say when your blessings start fall and I'm telling you Anthony It wasn't just falling it was pouring I know throughout my tenure I got at least 10 scholarships No matter where the scholarship they may apply Even if a $5 going through the other two years i remember my, uh, my second year i was partly funded by a scholarship and still partly by SLB. but it's in my final year my yeah. victory lap i got one million two hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of scholarship wow every penny paid and remember i would have started with nothing And I would tell you that the faculty of law was hard. It was hard for me to be integrated coming from where I was coming from. Uh I had a slow start. I had little to no resources, but I made it happen. And I said this over and over, and I can't get tired of saying it. But you see, when the days got a little rough, I reminded myself, you know, that it was tough people that last and not tough times and strong walls would have shake but not collapsed, and I would have wrote those little message you're the first person I think I'm telling this out of all the interview I did right. I so sur- I surrounded the a hole the a single gunshot hole because I moved the dresser because I wanted to ensure that the hole was visible so that we could have conversation and the whole will remind me of my why and why I was working so hard and why I was tirelessly going to school, going to work, working here, working there, doing whatever I needed to do so that I could finance myself to school. It was that whole that served as a reminder and I would have little notes around the whole strong walls don't shake they collapse know who you are and what that means the heights of greatment I would have my notes pay, paste right just surrounding the hole my mother and my niece can tell you and I'm telling you on mornings when I wake up and I'm saying I am exhausted why and that I want to stop here and that I need to stop now because I felt as though that I, I've I've maxed. I couldn't go no more and I'd look at that hole. And, and was I, I told myself yes, ma'am. that I had to do it. There was no ifs, no buts, no maybe. There is no excuse. You have no excuse. You don't get to feel sorry for yourself. And you don't get to wallow in self-pity. You get up and you get it done. You know why? Because you have birth and you have life. And the opportunities are there. And I did that. And when I was collecting my LLB upper division I'm telling you the feeling was like no other I couldn't scream and shout wow. and jump but the kind of satisfaction that it gave me to know that against all odds you did that. it it was great and my mom the night I would send her um just for picture taking in my gown and sing, and my mom would she would Send me a voice message that I still listen when the days are harder than usual. And she would say that this, if I was to go now, this would have gone down as the greatest moment of my life. Yes. And that that's all the fulfillment that I needed. That's all the fulfillment that I needed. And I'm telling you, on empty days, that's what filled my cup. So I am now going to normal, Manly two years program. This Mm -hmm. is my first year. So I have a next year leaving before I'm called to the bar um, to be swearing as an attorney at law.
1: In the waiting. In the waiting. (laughs) And I know you're going to pull through. Definitely. Definitely. It is so beautiful. The story, it is so beautiful. Somebody from what we are many people call Nowhere going somewhere doing doing something that you know many wish they could but never had the opportunity to because some of us you know what we lack motivation and investment that's it right that's really it because you know i'm sure there were others in the community who had the potential but god was on your side and i am so so ecstatic for you i'm completely (laughs) thank you trust me you're on the cusp of something amazing and i just want you to keep focus Keep remembering where you're from because I'm sure just as as our opportunities and doors were open for you I know I can feel it. You're gonna open those said doors for somebody for else others. to see what can be achieved oh I'm
0: telling God. you that's my life goal.
1: Wow. 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 So um, Going into this two-year program um, What are your expectations?
0: well um normally is hard i won't tell anybody differently vast difference from the faculty of law it's hard it's fast pace. it's moving with or without you wow so i expect it to build my strength Mm -hmm. to build my stamina and i mean as i tell you when the days tend to get tough i remind myself that i'm tougher. And I know, I know, I know I will make it to the end successfully yes, you on will. time. Yes, you will. Um, and since you've
1: culminated the first half of the journey, um, what have you done to celebrate? Because don't tell me sir, so you're sitting at <laughs> a house and you never go out to have a dream. Come on, man,
0: talk to me. What was so, the celebration? <laughs> what happened? Um, out of my tribe, as I told you from start, two of us graduated. Javon would have graduated um, with his uh, bachelor's in accounting, and I would have graduated. So I, I had a little drink up with my friends. I invited my my closest friends, my tight knit circle, yes, the ma'am. persons who were my sink or swim friends. Yes, yes. Um, so I had. Dominic and Shanika and Davia who were my best friends. I had my tribe from that that I mentioned. I have other close friends like Tion, Sibon, Zaya. All of those people. I invited my circle. The people that I know would have me he- either ways and we drank and we danced to Jerusalem. <laughs> and yes. um. Yeah, we just vibe. We just vibe. That was it.
1: It is such. It is such a beautiful story, and I can't stop repeating that. I saw like a scratch record because that's really what it is, Miss King. I thank you. I Thank <laughs> You're you. You're most welcome for the time. It's been. It's been a very thrilling um, couple minutes, and I can say that I know, if not many, but at least one. Will be inspired by your story. You are a big deal, without a thank doubt. You. <laughs> you are a big deal, as Christopher Martin said. <laughs> and I never want you to forget that. Keep doing it, keep making moves, keep tearing down barriers, keep inspiring. Because someday I know you are going to be at the elm of greatness and even greater heights. So from us here, we just say thank you and I hope that god will continue to strengthen you on your journey and you will stay put stay stay strong stay firm in where you are continue believing and working hard because i see it in you and it it can only get better from here thank you i appreciate it no problem it was my pleasure having you and to all my listeners out there from as you normally know as you know i always tell you guys that anything is possible with hard work just stay focused stay stay dreaming and don't just dream put some work into the dream as i said on the last podcast if you realize there's a door in front of you and that door is not opening you need to turn a locksmith you need to cut your own key and open that door nobody's gonna sit down and put something in your lap go for it have something that motivates you and when that does happen nothing no one no situation no circumstances can hold you back So, wherever you are, whatever you do, continue being, doing, and becoming.